0: It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. I want to be talking today about five big takeaways I had from training camp. I went out to 12 practices, all 12 practices. In fact, and was able to watch the 49ers develop in a bunch of different areas. And there was a few takeaways that I really wanted to talk about because the 49ers made you know improvements in areas. There were other things that were really evident. So I'm really looking forward to getting into this because here we are, preseason is here. Games are about to start. And the 49ers have done a lot in the last three weeks or so of training camp. And so I thought, hey, let's get together, let's talk about this. So I'm curious what you guys think about these big takeaways. Let me know if you agree with them. And always, for everyone that has been subscribing, thank you so much. We're so close to 3K now. Really appreciate everyone that has jumped in, started subscribing, started liking, sharing the videos. Really appreciate it. We couldn't do it without you. And uh, I, I just, I just, So thankful for everyone that's been helping. Now, back into this. Now, it starts out with big takeaways. Now, there's a few things that were very evident, you know, throughout. And I've started seeing people put out their takeaways from camp, and that's great. Um, I don't know if mine are going to align with theirs or not. I'm going to go completely on what I saw because I thought there were some interesting things out there. And number five is going to be Kyle Shanahan and his coaching additions because – one of the question marks going into the off season. I mean, Kyle Shanahan said it himself. He wasn't able, you know, to take his normal month off that he normally takes after the season because Mike Big Daniel went to Miami, which means for two straight seasons Kyle Shanahan had to, you know, redo the coaching staff, bring in new uh, blood, and he was able to rework it again this year. But it was a lot of work, and he had a lot of guys that were going to need to step up and and fill roles that they hadn't done yet. And one thing that was apparent coming out of training camp was that Kyle Shanahan had figured out the coaching situation very well. He was very comfortable with the coaches he brought in, and you could see their fingerprints all along the development of these players, especially the young players. But you could see that everything was flowing. Uh, The CEO of the team, Kyle Shanahan, as far as on the field, he did a really good job of making sure that this coaching staff was built the correct way so that way they were still able to Draft and develop. They they had a really good draft, and they're back there d- developing these players, getting players that they've brought in either through the draft or free agency to the next level of what how they fit in Kyle Shanahan's uh, scheme on offense and defense. So it was really apparent to see that. And a couple of the guys that really stood out from this coaching staff that were out there working and making a huge impact were Anthony Lynn, the running back coach. He was using different skills Uh, and different drills than we've seen from Bobby Turner. Now, Bobby Turner was one of the the best coaches, the best running back coaches in the entire league, and I don't think anyone really argued that. He was fantastic. But Anthony Lynn brings a little bit of a different approach. Of course, he played for Bobby Turner, so there's going to be similarities in the way that he handles the running back room, and Bobby Turner did. But we've seen these running backs start with the growth. Now, I'm really curious to see how they do in preseason and if that translates. But every one of these running backs continue to improve Throughout the time, I saw them from the very first day of training camp to the very last day of training camp. And I'm excited about Anthony Lynn and also special teams coordinator Brian Snyder. Last year, special teams was a real question mark under Richie Hightower. They struggled. They made plays here and there. But for the most part, it was the weakest of the three you know portions of the team. And they really needed to improve in that area. And Snyder has brought a different attitude. It's more of an attack attitude They're they're way more organized in the way they handle it. You can tell they're getting after it. There's more physicality. All those things are going to translate to the field. I thought those were two really good coaching hires. And I'll also throw in there Brian Greasy as well, the quarterback coach. Greasy's been out there working with Trey Lance. You've seen Trey Lance start to improve in a bunch of areas from last year when I went to training camp. So Kyle Shanahan knocks it out of the park with a great coaching staff that he puts together. And that was a real question mark coming in. So uh, kudos to Kyle Shanahan for the way that he went about it and the guys that he went out and got. He continues to put out good coaching staffs, and he might have to rework the whole thing again during the offseason if D'Amico Ryans gets a head coaching job because that is probably going to be the case. D'Amico Ryans is one of the the best young minds in football and one of the best coaches, and I'll be surprised if one of these other teams does not want to put D'Amico Ryans as their head coach CEO because he is fantastic. At number four, John Lynch built a very deep roster. It is so apparent how good this roster is, top to bottom, one to ninety. You seen Kyle Shanahan talk about, you know, on brick by brick that seventy guys he's got to get seventy guys ready. He means the sixty-nine, of course, that will be a part of this roster from the fifty-three guys that'll play on the active game day roster, all the way to the sixteen practice squad guys. They're going to cut about 20 to 21 guys, 22 if you count Alfredo Guterres. But there's so much depth along this team that the 49ers have been able to kind of shake off the injuries that we've seen from, you know, Maurice Hurst, Eric Armstead, um, Leon O'Neal. They were able to just fill in the next guy, bring the next guy in. And that's been really apparent how deep this roster is. So Kyle, Kyle Shanahan is benefiting from the fact John Lynch, Adam Peters in this front office went out and has secured not only players in free agency. But once again, hitting in the draft. This is something that they've done consistently, especially in later rounds, and they've continued. And the last two drafts, they have players that are paying dividends for them. Whether that is Aaron Banks stepping in at left guard, or potentially Spencer Burford stepping in at right guard as a starting guard, those are big time. All the while, Samuel Womack is stepping in at nickel. Right now, he's a backup role, but could he end up taking over that spot? That is the eventual trajectory or Samuel Womack. So it's very interesting the way they built it. They've got such strength at a bunch of positions, and they just continue to load. Question marks in previous years from secondary to offensive line are starting to get answered. Of course, secondary is further along in that development. We'll see what happens with the offensive line with question marks still at center and guard because we just don't know what we're going to get out of Burford yet. It's promising, though. I've been excited about Burford, Uh, so I'm really excited about this. And John Lynch's uh, 90-man roster, Absolutely fantastic. At number three, the rookie impact players. There's one thing that I, I wanted to see right away. How are these rookies going to fit in? Because when you put together a roster like this, you're not sure a rookie player is going to be able to make an impact on the team. We've talked about it in length, and a lot of other uh, content creators have talked about it as well, the 49ers red shirt program, because you've seen players like Aaron Banks and Omri Thomas and those guys sit if they can. Uh, a lot of times it was because of injury that they got thrust into that, whether that was Elijah Mitchell, Ombre Thomas, De'Ambra Lenore, they had to go in there. It wasn't so much that they were working them in. Well, this year it didn't seem that there was going to be avenues for the rookies to make an impact right away. Potentially you could have one with Samuel Womack at nickel, but besides that, a running back making a huge impact on the team wasn't likely. You know, Maybe TDP in short yardage situations, but Elijah Mitchell has the number one running back spot on lock. So where were those rookie impact players going to come from? Well, we're going to get some because Samuel Womack is going to make an impact on this team in the secondary. Whether he starts or not, he's going to see some time out there, including special teams. So Womack is going to be able to come in there and make an impact. Also, uh, Spencer Burford is going to come in and make an impact, potentially starting at right guard. Those were areas where I think the 49ers have struck gold in this draft. Burford will be a starting guard in this league at some point. Chris Forrester said as much. Uh, if if Spencer Burford starts this year, then the four yards hit even bigger because that means potentially Daniel Brunskill doesn't start, which means you've improved your offensive line from last year, which is very impressive. They've continued to add players, you know, to this. Now we're going to get guys who weren't rookies as well, potentially making an impact like Aaron Banks is coming into his first year as a starting uh, left guard for this team, you know, and Trey Lance as well, guys who are. Coming into their second year, they're gonna make an impact. So rookie impact, sophomore impact, those are things you're noticing as the draft and development program continues to work for the 49ers. So that was a big takeaway that we're gonna get some rookie impact players for the 49ers in 2022. Now, number two is Trey Lance's development. And this may be one of the most important ones. It wasn't my biggest takeaway because I expected him to develop, but it had to be up there. And from last year to this year, he's tremendously different. I mean, Trey Lance has gotten a lot better in the way that he handles himself in the huddle, the way he takes the uh, charge of this football team. It has been fun to watch, and he's still able to make all the throws you want him to make, even though his release has changed a little bit, his motion's a little bit different. When he stays within the framework with his feet, something Kyle Shanahan preaches about your footwork as a quarterback, when he stays in that framework, he delivers the ball on time and to the right locations. He's pretty accurate. When he gets outside of that framework is when he struggles and airmails the ball a little bit. I've seen him do it sometimes at training camp, but overall, he's done a really good job of continuing to develop in that area. This is somewhere where I expect him to keep getting better and better, but Trey Lance's development was very important, and Kyle Shanahan went out and got you know some guys to help. I mean, whether that's bringing in Brian Gracie, who understands the position, understand what it means to be a young rookie quarterback in the league, he can, you know, Go with with the things that he's experienced in his career to help Trey Lance. Also, Clay Kubiak. I mean, anytime you hear the name Kubiak, you know that they understand football. And Kyle Shanahan has him helping with Trey Lance as well. Those two guys are working with Trey extensively to make sure that he's ready to go. Trey understands this playbook. He understands where he's supposed to go with the football and when he's able to see it. Uh, He does great things. So we're going to see ups and downs from Trey Lance through this year as he continues to develop as a quarterback and continues to understand what defenses are going to do to him. But there's going to be some great moments uh, along the way as well. But the most important thing is I've seen him develop from year one to year two. And that makes me optimistic because if we see a similar jump from year two to year three, sky is the limit for Trey Lance. And Kyle Shannon is doing everything he can to make sure they continue to develop Trey Lance that way he can be the quarterback that they believe he could. Anytime you invest that much capital into a player, you want them to end up becoming a big-time player. And if Trey does, everyone understands it takes the 49ers from a potential Super Bowl caliber team to a Super Bowl winning team. That's just how much a quarterback can mean to the team. And Trey Lance's development has definitely been one of the things that Kyle Shanahan has focused on, and he proved it by putting these two quarterback coaches with him. The number one is the defense is just really good. That's the number one takeaway from everything that happened at training camp from the beginning to the end. They were just making big time plays. Now, when Emmanuel Mosley and Javarius Ward are out there to go with this starting defensive line, it is pretty much impossible to be able to consistently drive the football on the defense. They're so good. As we saw Ward and Mosley miss time at practice, you've seen opportunities for this offense to be able to make plays on them. Uh, Sometimes the pass rush would get there because the pass rush is just that good. But when you have the combination of that great secondary with that defensive line, it almost proved to be impossible for the offense to be consistent in moving the ball. That is something I'm looking forward to seeing how it translates when we get to Chicago. And if this defense can continue to lock, you know, offenses down, I think it's going to be tough for Justin Fields, because this defense has been playing against Trey Lance, and Trey Lance has got a lot of escapability. He likes to go ahead and extend plays. And he can throw off-platform the things that Justin Fields also can do, and the, the defense held up in those situations. I mean, early on, I know it was, it was beneficial to the defense. They understood what the offense was doing, the install, and all that. But still, when you look out there and you can see the defensive uh, players completely blanketing these wide receivers and tight ends like George Kittle, I mean, these guys are all pro-caliber players and the defense was all over it. So I think we've seen this defense continue to develop at all three le- or all levels of defense, three levels. Uh the defensive line is deeper than it's ever been. They've got potential to be better than they've ever been since, you know, it, the Kyle and John Lynch era has begun. Uh this this is going to be better, deeper than 2019 potentially. Um then you've got the linebacker group is the best linebacker group that they've had in the Kyle and John Lynch era. I don't even think it's close. They're five deep of that position. The starting three guys are really good. And then we've seen an improved secondary. There are still question marks at Nickel. Can Darquez Denard be that guy that takes over for Shark and is able to handle it? I think he can from what I saw. And I also love what I see from Samuel Womack. So I'm optimistic about that young guy making an impact on this team and some capacity this year and definitely in the future. So I think they've done a really good job there. And then the question marks in the safety room are all about, is it going to be Hufonga? Is it going to be Tarvarius Moore? And that's all going to play out during the preseason. But I've seen both of them play so good opposite of Jimmy Ward. They've definitely continued to develop. Are they going to be at the level of Jaquiski Tart right now? I'm not sure. I don't know if I've seen that yet, but I've seen major improvement from Talano Hufonga, especially in coverage from year one to year two, which makes me optimistic. So this has been a really, really good training camp. There's been areas where... You know, they've improved drastically and players have improved drastically. i have been excited about the development of a lot of these players that are including in the backup uh, roles. You know, um, there's a lot of guys that are going to make an impact on this team. The running back room, extremely deep. Wide receiver room, one to five, fantastic. And even there's guys around the sixth spot that are pretty good. Uh, it's the first time I feel comfortable with the tight end position with the number two being Tyler Croft. So a lot of improvement. You can give that to Kyle Shanahan. So these were the five takeaways I had from training camp. The big ones, at least. There was lots of stuff that happened at training camp. It was really exciting. Um, But these are things that, that I took from it that I think are going to help the 49ers have a very successful 2022 season. But it's one thing to do it at practice. It's another thing to do it in the games. The 49ers have to take what they learned in training camp, the development that they made, and have it translate over to the season. I think they can do it. I think they can have themselves a good year. We're going to see how it plays out in the preseason, see how it plays out. In the season but the good news is that they've made strides they've continued to develop these are the five big takeaways thank you so much for joining me for this episode uh hopefully you've had the opportunity to go ahead and like the video and if you haven't subscribed already to subscribe i really appreciate it we're on our mission to get 3k and we're almost there so thank you so much for watching this episode and uh i'll catch you guys on the next one so stay safe and remember the right way is always the